Ken. I am Julie McCoy. My church is having a square dance a week from Saturday. I invite you to come and go with me to the square dance, oops, as my date. <laughs> now for our next trick. <laughs> <laughs> That's really clever. <laughs> it even spins. <laughs> we had never met. We had never been introduced. We had never talked. Thursday morning, between the first and second periods of classes, she stopped me in the hall amidst the friendly conversations and confusions that go on between classes as people rush to lockers, leave books, get books, head to the next class. She knew my name. She introduced herself. She invited me to a square dance at her church. Now in January of 1954, girls hardly ever invited boys on dates. I said to her, I will check with Mr. Heinz he was our speech teacher, varsity debate coach. I was on the debate team. I knew we had a tournament a week from Saturday, but I did not know where it was. I had not remembered. If it was across the state, we would not get back in time. If it was nearby, I could go with Julie to the square dance. It was at Bookdale High in Akron, Ohio, just next door to Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, where Julie and I grew up. On January 30th, this year, we celebrated the 64th anniversary of our first date. <laughs> and, and we do that because, you know, while we celebrated our wedding on August the 11th this year, 62nd wedding anniversary. But we celebrate the first date because without the first date, there's hardly ever a wedding. <laughs> it takes the first date. God blesses us with persons of hope in our lives. Julie is God's blessing of hope in my life. When I think of the text of the morning, I think of Julie. When I think of Julie, I think of the text of the morning, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you full 
with all joy and peace. As you trust in God, until by the encouraging power of the Holy Spirit, you overflow with hope. We learn as much by what the text does not say as by what it does say. The text does not say, may the God of salvation. It does not say, may the God of mission. It does not say, may the God of growth. The text is very clear. May the God of hope. The distinguishing quality of God is hope. And with hope, you are filled with joy and peace as you trust in God. The good friends are hope, joy, peace, trust. And with, note the word, the encouraging power of the Holy Spirit, you overflow with hope. You has two meanings. You means you, and you, and you overflow with hope. You means all of you overflow with hope. From the very beginning, the distinguishing quality of lover's lane is hope. If you could say one thing about Lover's Lane, all of you, it is the quality of hope. We live in hope. Not of our own doing. Hope is God's gift. Now, hope is more than wishful thinking. I have a friend who wrote a book and he entitled the book, Hope is Not a Strategy. What he really meant was wishful thinking is not a strategy because in his study of major corporations, he discovered they would spend considerable time, energy, money, and effort to create an effective long-range plan that would, my words, sit on a shelf would otherwise be empty and gather dust we would otherwise have to gather in some other part of the galaxies. A long-range plan by itself does nothing. Hope is more than that. Hope acts. Hope moves. Hope achieves. A hope accomplishment. Hope moves forward. We are the people of hope. We do not sit on shelves and gather dust. We move, we act, we share. Now hope is more than the third act, Deus Ex Machina. In the ancient Greek tragedies, at the end of the third act, the God of the machine would be lowered to the stage and save the day. Hope is more than that. 
Yes, I can hear now the bugle call as the horses with their mounted soldiers came to save the day at the last moment. And hope is more than that. Hope is with God before the beginning. Hope is with God at the beginning of the universe. Hope is with God across the eons of the universe. Hope is with God beyond the end of forever. Now, good friends, I know I now meddle. Hope is not compulsive perfectionism. It used to be on a sign at the front of schoolrooms, good, better, best, never let it rest till your good is better and your better is best. And we taught ourselves, and we're taught by others, a compulsive, addictive perfectionism. And we set too many goals too high to be accomplished too soon, and we postponed action in order to postpone failure, and that created low self-esteem, which cycled us back to more goals set higher to be accomplished yet sooner. And what leads us to addictions is a compulsive perfectionism. At the end of the movie, The Angel, the angel says to the young couple, good, better, best, know you are blessed. Hope is God's gift to you. Hope is God's gift to all of you. As you trust in God, know with confidence that through the encouraging power of the Holy Spirit, you overflow with hope. See, with a compulsive addict to perfectionism, the irony is we are trying to do something that we have already been given. Why try and earn something you have already been given? Now, I am for a relaxed perfectionism. And a relaxed perfectionism feels like a person who does not think about the steps of the swing and with a relaxed perfectionism hits the ball further than they could have imagined. I've always taught my basketball teams when you are shooting, don't think about the shot. You'll push the shot. It'll hit the rim. If you will just simply let the ball glide from your hand, it'll go in. The relaxed singer hits all the notes, and there's a kind of magic to the song. The tense, tight, nervous, perfectionistic singer hits all the notes. They do not enjoy the song. They are too preoccupied with whether they're hitting the notes. 
Hope is more than a compulsive, addictive perfectionism. Hope is a relaxed confidence, assurance, steadfastness, and enduring spirit. Whenever I meet a person who lives a life in hope, I meet a person who has a quiet assurance about their life, who has a relaxed confidence that they are in the hands of God, who has a steadfastness about the day-to-day -day living of this life, and who knows that with hope we endure. I was helping the Piney Grove Church. Mrs. Lott and I were standing on the front porch of the church after worship. Most people had left. It had not taken that long. There had not been that many people to go. And she said to me, Ken, Dr. Callahan, help us find a pastor who will come and love us and whom we can come to love and who will bring us hope. Now, she is not talking about, quote, hope for her small Piney Grove church. It is more desperate than that. She's talking about her husband retired from the farm, rambling around the old farmhouse, not quite knowing what to do one day to the next, living in despair. She is talking about her mother in a nearby nursing home dying of cancer. She is talking about strange new people who have moved in up and down Flowery Springs Road. They stay up past 10 o'clock at night. They wear clothes she had never imagined would exist in this part of the galaxies. Peculiar customs, habits, and traditions. And what she was saying to me is the sources of hope that had helped me to make sense of life in recent years are no longer working for me. Help us find someone who will help us discover sources of hope that will help us make sense of life today. She went on to say, Dr. Callahan, I do everything I do based on whether it will help me be a part of God's kingdom in the next life or not. This is not a person living in the past. This is a person who has postponed her hope to the next life beyond the river. In theological language, I call persons like that with affection the river people. They've postponed their sources of hope to the river of the next life. 
And what she is looking for is, could you help us find sources of hope for the distant future, the immediate future, and the present, as well as the next life future? Everything done in humankind is done on hope. The galaxies move on hope. It is not true, the force be with you. Not true. What is true, the hope of God be with you. It's sort of like Paul in Athens saying to the people, this unknown God you have been worshiping, let me share with you that the God, unknown God you've been worshiping is the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In our time, people gather at Lover's Lane longing for and looking for sources of hope. Now, a word on behalf of despair. Despair is God's gift that helps people discover hope. Some of the people who have been there, the deepest despairs of life are the people who in those extremities of despair discover hope. Lover's Lane is hope. Hope is Lover's Lane. If you could say one thing only about the family of Lover's Lane, You could say that Lover's Lane, before the beginning, knew hope. In the beginning, Lover's Lane practiced hope. In the 75 years come and gone, Lover's Lane has practiced hope. What you can say about Lover's Lane is beyond the end of forever, Lover's Lane will practice hope. In our time, people are not looking for tricks and trivialities, gimmicks and gadgets, this and that. What people long for and look for, it's desperate, is sources of hope. You are hope. God gives us persons of hope. God invites us to be persons with hope. I give thanks that uh, 64 and a half years ago, Julie McCoy stopped me in the hall <laughs> between first and second periods and invited me to the square dance at her church. I encourage you to give thanks for all the persons in your life with whom God blesses you as persons of hope. I encourage you to have the fun of being a person of hope with the persons you discover this week. God bless you. God be with you.
live in hope. Amen.